And welcome, everyone, to the newest episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And we just came out of a rocking song that was Stranger from Rarity off their new album, I Couldn't Be Weaker. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, no, so a great song, uh, great band. As you mentioned last week, we uh, we got the chance this week to uh, talk to Adam Clark. He's the guitarist in the band Rarity. So if you hadn't checked these guys out, another great band coming out of Hamilton, Canada, yep. uh, signed to Rise Records. These guys have had the chance, and we talk about all of this in the interview, um, but they've had the chance to tour with some amazing bands. They're about uh, getting ready to go on a tour with Seaway across Canada this summer. Uh, and they've toured with bands like Silverstein, Being is an Ocean, Emerosa. Um, I'm trying to think. We, we talked about a number of different oh, bands that they've tons. played with. Um, so these guys are really, you know, just grinding it out. Um, and we talked about that too, right? Like typically you can only, uh, only find if you look on, you know, Apple music or Spotify, however you're listening, Amazon, it looks like they only have an EP and then their full length that they released on rise. But these guys have actually been around and grinding it out for years now, uh, to get to the point they're at. So, you know, just like any, any other bands that, you know, we've talked to, these guys didn't just come out of nowhere and we talk about that right um but if you haven't checked out i couldn't be weaker which was released in april on rise you should definitely check it out and we hope you enjoy the interview with adam clark uh it was a really great guy to talk to super easy uh to chat with um he really just you know he carried the conversation yeah uh, awesome absolutely yeah it was a lot of fun talking to adam he also says the name of a bunch of different bands that people should check out so he definitely recommended some great bands for everyone uh and you'll hear that in the interview but yeah it was a lot of fun talking to him i really like i really like the album uh i couldn't be weaker it's a lot a lot of really good stuff yeah the way i have it described here is it's kind of and if you haven't listened to rarity you just heard stranger obviously but these guys are kind of that bold brash edgy indie punk rock because again they kind of straddle just a number of different genres yep no absolutely make sure to check out their music we're doing kind of an abbreviated show this week because we've actually recorded this already and we are recording the intro and everything earlier too so if we just said news we could be completely off (laughs) <laughs> on, on timing and everything so we're doing a, a smaller episode today uh but you did get to hear stranger uh we're going to go in before the interview we're going to put out uh, orchid for everyone to listen to and then after that we'll follow up and end the show with absence so all of these are from the album i couldn't be weaker uh so you'll at least get a taste of everything that they're doing right now and adam goes into during the interview that they're working on new stuff already coming out with an album that might even be closer to the sound that they're going for right now yeah yeah so 
again, uh, as Ian mentioned too, we don't have a news segment, but make sure to stay tuned because next week, June 8th, we'll have another uh, great interview for you to look forward to and definitely be back to our our old digs with our news segment and the interview. And you have all of that to look forward to. Exactly. I think that's a perfect time. Um, So if you're looking for any of the rarity stuff, you can find it on facebook.com backslash rarity official, uh, on Twitter, twitter.com rarity CA uh, for Canada, and their merch nail site, so rarity.merchnail.com. He also mentioned that they're working on a new website. Um, you can always go to Rise Records and look up Rarity, and uh, you'll be able to get the links to all of their uh, different accounts. Um, and then for us, as always, if you're listening, you found us somehow, so thanks for listening. Uh, if you could, uh, you know, you, you can always find us at, on the website, which is ianheats.com, or send us an email, ianheats at gmail.com. At the bottom of the website, there's a form. So if you want to get in touch with us anyway, send us recommendations, send us just a quick note, what you like about the show, what you hate about the show. Uh, we're always looking forward to that. Uh, we're on all of the major podcasting apps, stores now, so iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, so be sure to go on and subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Give us a rating ideally five stars if you really like what we're doing leave a comment all that stuff's great and then we're on facebook and twitter so facebook.com backslash ian hates and twitter at ian hates podcast be sure to follow us like our page share all the stuff that we post that's the you know the best way if you want to get inside kind of what we're listening to new album releases and obviously when we have new episodes we always put them up uh, right away on the website so be sure to check all that stuff out exactly and then we have a special special future edition of has from first to last contacted Ian hates music. So Craig, I'm going to switch around this time. I'm going to ask you has from first to last contacted Ian hates music. Uh, I'm trying to dig through here. Let me see if I can find my, no, no, I got nothing. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nothing. I like it. So yeah, that continues. That's from the future. So everyone from the future, it's crazy. Uh, So (laughs) Now that we got that out of the way, uh, once again, we want to say we had a great conversation with Adam Clark from Rarity. So we're going to throw it to that right now. But after I ask Craig, do you have any final words for everyone? Yeah, go discover some new music. Bam! Look at that. There there it is. Episode 23. Locked it down. Knocked it out of the park. Yes, very nice. So we'll, we'll go into Orchid. We'll go into the interview and end the show with Absent. So I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. I don't want to stay in the game When I know you're at home alone It's just a play But the mind that refuses to communicate And I don't want to feel anything If it's not the embrace of your warmth when you're near me But you're colder now these days Go easy
And welcome back, everyone. We are very excited because we have Adam Clark from the band Rarity on our show tonight. Craig, do you want to get us started? Yeah, absolutely. So, Adam, first things first, thank you for being on the show. We're really excited to, to get to chat with you, talk about the band and uh, yeah, all your success so far. Yeah, of course. This is cool. I've never done one of these before, so I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. Nice. Excellent. So definitely need this three-way chat thing. Yeah. <laughs> it took us a while to figure out. We're like, I, I'm realizing more and more that I'm not like a young kid anymore because <laughs> these <laughs> things are much harder to figure out. Um, they don't always work, too. Like Sometimes we get the video going and like can't see the other person. I don't know. Sound like an I'm a, I'm an old man like in my oh, I feel you. It took me forever to get the Skype account going. Like, <laughs> see? I, I don't yeah, I think I think we'd be in more trouble even if we did well, like we're doing video for ourselves, but the video isn't actually being recorded for everyone else yet. Like that's the next step. It's the same as getting everything on YouTube, but at least we're just dealing with audio now because video would just be a total pain in the ass. Oh, it's a whole other ball game like completely. Our, yeah, uh, exactly. Singer in our band does a lot of video stuff, and like, man, it's it, it, it can get pretty complex. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once do you, you guys start talking to that? Yeah. <laughs> do you uh do you get to do uh, your own videos when you put them out? Um, no, but we do a lot of videos for um, bands in our local scene. Oh, so okay. I, I awesome. Loden. I do a lot of like the uh, you know I communicate with the bands and everything, and uh, Loden does the video and editing, and you know I'll even assist them at the at the shoots, but. Yeah, we do a, we do a lot of for for local bands like you you can find it pretty easily. Like we just work with this band called uh, Young Culture from Albany. They mm -hmm. they always put us up when we out there. Their family is super nice. You know they make us food and everything. We hang out and uh, that's great. Yeah, we shot like seven videos for them down there. And uh, we did this. Uh, there's this band from Toronto called Pretty Odd. We just shot one for them as well. And so it's pretty like weird and like you know there's like. It's like it's it's supposed to be like dreamy, and we've got all these like like there's, there's this like one part where there's like a door standing up in the middle of the forest by itself with like smoke bombs, and then there's like girls in lingerie, and like <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it's this big weird thing. <laughs> Sounds great. Really good stuff, yeah. <laughs> well, how'd you awesome. how'd you get into that? I mean, we'll get to obviously Rarity's music, but how'd you get into making uh, people's music videos and stuff as well? Well, I'm I'm always like I, personally, I'm in I'm into like management and that kind of stuff, so I, I like I like finding things and finding projects and like working with people. Um, but Loden has always been doing video. Like, I mean, you could, you could go on YouTube and find stuff from Loden when he was really young, just like playing around with video cameras and like, you know, doing that. Just like he would make like skits and stuff. Like, like a year ago, he made like a Mountain Dew skit. Oh. Where, like, <laughs> buddy Alan is like pouring Mountain Dew on himself, screaming about Baja Blast. And like, you know, it, it's just always been like a hobby for him. Yeah. But yeah. he's been so good at it. And it got to the point. It's like, why don't we try and like, you know, like make some serious music videos. Like, uh, I managed this band down called Downstream, and the, mm -hmm. one of the first like big videos he ever did was for them. So, oh, we'll, looked at later. They're they're a really good band from our city. They're actually playing uh, their direct support for us on our hometown show coming up this Saturday. Oh, awesome! Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. So we we can we you know we like to do a lot of stuff with bands from around here. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so that's great. So I mean, you mentioned obviously a number. You mentioned Young Culture, pretty odd uh, downstream here. Like, what is the scene like where where you guys are at and growing up? Even, um, I mean, um, Young Culture is kind of like they're they're a little bit they're a bit further away. I mean, they're like seven hours from us. We're oh just wow, oh, sure. We're good friends with them, and I mean, they come from a cool scene. Like Albany is where like state champs are from. Yeah, uh, you know, Merch Now and Equal Vision are also there. Also, great people at those at those labels, and every, all those people are great. Um, young, uh, pretty odd is kind of like this, uh, 
they're they're a little bit out of our realm too. We I I also work with a studio, so that's how I got to know these guys. Ah. They're kind of like more of like this indie like alternative weird thing going on. Like they're kind of like it's a little bit it's a little bit separate from like what you would say like the scene that Rarity is in. Sure. Uh, but to talk about our scene, it's a uh, it's definitely thriving right now. Like I think a lot of uh the world is like, and not even just America, but the entire world is looking at Canada's music scene, especially like the punk stuff. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's since like counterparts has really like taken off. It's, it's, it's exploded. Like you've got like so many bands getting signed to American labels right now. Like yep. just recently cold front got signed to equal vision. You know, we've got like Pacific and Seaway on pure noise and counterparts on pure noise. Yeah. Like we got signed to rise uh, safe to say like there, there's just so many good bands. And like the thing with, our scene too is that there's so many there's a lot of big cities in this small area of southern ontario mm-hmm. yep so all these bands push each other to you know like to work harder and get better like i, I find when we tour the states like the cities are um you know they're 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 a bit farther out so you have like you know different pockets of scenes but like ontario is just so condensed mm-hmm. it forces everybody to you know make the best music they can you you're seeing more like top-notch bands opposed to like one city having like a like one big band you know what i mean uh, Does yeah. That make sense? yeah yeah of course now that's interesting so what kinds of bl- bands do you usually play with so we're talking about this scene here but are you, do you guys stay more towards the punk side when you're playing i know you guys are going on tour you're doing a canadian tour with seaway but mm-hmm. you just did a tour with emerosa and being as an ocean silverstein so do you prefer to play with more of the hardcore bands or more of the punk bands because you guys kind of straddle that line a little bit yeah i think that's one of the cool things about us so- like uh, we were all into heavy music. Like we kind of just we started a pop punk band because that's just what you were supposed to do when we were like starting a band. Um, but I mean, like it, it's sick to me that like we we did a tour with Vanna, and you know half those kids are yep. like, you know, they're kids who are coming to bring the mosh. Like they're there to throw down. Yep. And like, we were, you know, I think those kids were even digging what we were about. And I, I think it's 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 sweet that we can appeal to a much larger uh, larger market and fan base. And um, it, it's cool that we can like jump on any bill and like be able to like deliver something and add something. Right. You know, it's almost, it's like we, we can almost stand out on any bill you put us on, which is cool. Yeah, of course. We're not necessarily the best band, but we're, you know, we've got a, an interesting sound that like can work. It's diverse. Uh, I, I love playing the heavy stuff. The Silverstein tour is so sick. I yeah. mean, <laughs> like Silverstein are the best dudes in the world. Like this is our second time touring with them. And they like, they're, they're they're legitimately our dads. Like they they <laughs> they play the dad card with us and they act that way. Like, you know, they they hang out with us all the time. They're they're just the best. And then like we got to know being as an ocean, and those guys were super super nice and like would always hang like take us out for drinks and hang out with us. And uh, you know they even taught us a lot about like marketing the band and uh, stuff like that. And uh, Amorosa, great guys, all super fun. Like. Um, our their drummer and our drummer got along really well. Um, Bradley actually gave our Loden and Zach and our band vocal lessons. Oh, nice tour. Yeah, I mean, just everybody. It was just so tight. Like that was the that was the first time we'd ever toured for that long. Right, and it was just like an unbelievable experience. And now now looking into like going to Seaway in July doing that tour, mm-hmm. it's not as I'm not as nervous anymore. I feel like we're not like just diving into it like we we know what we're getting ourselves in in for this time sure so that's that i'm looking forward we can kind of just like you know uh, yeah like we we know what we're doing so it's it's a little bit cool it, it's cooler now can it's you like, uh, oh sorry go ahead like, 
No, is it, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask, uh, because you were talking okay. about uh, hanging out with all the bands uh, during the Silver Scene tour, can you think of like a like a favorite city or a favorite moment from that tour that kind of capitulates everything for that tour for you? Oh, wow, that's a good one. Um, Las Vegas was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> that was like, I feel like that was the, it was like near the middle of the tour, and I feel like that was the part where everybody was just, you know, comfortable with each other. Nice. And it was... Um, it was like, yo, we're in Las Vegas. Like, we're out, we're out here to party right now. Like, <laughs> Silverstein, like, all those those guys love gambling. They're good at gambling. Oh, okay. And, like, we're, like, on the floor of the – like, we played at the Hard Rock Casino. And, like, <laughs> like literally around the corner is just, like, all the slots and everything that – like, all the tables and all that yep. stuff. And above its hells. And every, we all just decided to stay there. So, like, we hung around the bar, you know, um, just, just drinking, getting to know each other, gambling, and having a good time. Nice. And, uh, you know, like at like three in the morning, a few of us in Rarity were like exploring the city. And one of the Silverstein's guitar tech, his name's Bobby, really close friend of ours. He he took us out to like show us a bunch of things. He we brought we went to like the Flamingo Casino. Oh sure. And, uh, I don't know if you know this, but like in the middle of the Flamingo Casino, there's like a little island that have mm-hmm. real flamingos on it. Yep. And we were like sitting there, like, oh my god, like I didn't <laughs> know that flamingos would be this cool in real life. <laughs> Just the weirdest animals. <laughs> How long did you get to stay in Vegas? Oh, um, just a day. Oh, okay. All right. Would and you ever I, go back? Because I know some people can get sick of it pretty quick, and then they say they'll never go back to Vegas again. I'm sure. I could see that. Um, I was like, by the end of the night, I wanted to go to bed. Yeah. But like, <laughs> the tour for us was a lot of like, you know, we were, we were, we were tourists. Like we, we, you know, we went to the, we went like three hours out of our way to go see the Grand Canyon. You know, we were we were trying to do we were trying to see everything that we could on this one because you know we might never get the chance to do that again. So we were really like, Let, let's go for this, and we were so grateful that Silverstein gave us the opportunity to to do this. Like they they didn't bet, like they didn't need to put us on that bill. Like they didn't gain anything from it. They just it was just like so thoughtful of them to help help us out and to bring us out and show us the world. And there was nobody else I'd rather do it with. That's great. And, That's great. You know, we saw some pretty wild stuff. Like. Like one thing I remember, one of the craziest things to the to that's ever happened in my life to this day. We were, it was like the middle of the night, three in the morning. We're driving somewhere in Arizona down Route 66, and um, it's just like there's nothing, you know. Like once in a while, you'll see like a gas station, yeah. and uh, pitch black, and all of a sudden these blacked out SUVs start flying by us, right? And they're all numbered, so from one to twenty. And we're like freaking out, right? Like we're just like, what, what's going on? We're they're going like 140 miles per hour, <laughs> and uh, eventually, like you know, you'd go up like five minutes, you'd see one of the ones that passed you, and they'd be like standing on the side of the street, guys in suits, just standing there, like waiting for something to happen. It's like, oh my god, is this the Secret Service? Like, <laughs> like are we about to disappear? Like it was, the, we're, we're like sitting in this van by ourselves, just freaking out, and I, it was just, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And it's like in Arizona too, so like could have been like alien stuff or yeah, something stuff, yeah. <laughs> and like i talked to other people like i'm canadian so i'm like talking to other americans about that they've never heard of anything so like that's that's like something you'd see in a movie yeah. right but it yeah. was in real life and like it was honestly terrifying oh, <laughs> <laughs> now that's a hey that's a damn good tour, tour story like that is really oh, good yeah. anytime i tell somebody that they're like totally interested and want to hear about the entire Thank it's a story. Oh yeah. Still, like I, I'm getting like I'm shivering. About it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Did you ever figure out what it was, or no? It just like they no. just passed, and then you drove past, and that was it. 
you would like see them fly by and you just see like dudes in laptops like through like <laughs> through the like just through the windows like they were really dark but like you could see just guys like typing and they were all like it was just unbelievable <laughs> just, oh my god man <laughs> that's crazy now i don't even know how you're gonna top it with this next tour like you gotta <laughs> oh, get that next story i mean I, i'm excited for the next one I, I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to going back to vancouver uh it's a really really nice city oh yeah um like unbelievable view. Like it's, I think it, it's just so clean and it's probably because it rains there all the time, but it's just, it's really, really nice. The one weird thing though is there's, and I, I didn't know this, but there's a lot of homeless people in Vancouver, mm. I guess because the Canadian, like because it's cold everywhere in Canada, they all go to Vancouver because that's like the warmest part. Ah, sure. And it, it's weird. Like I remember just like kind of wandering around at like, you know, like one in the morning or something, hanging out with a friend and uh, it's, it's, it felt like, like a zombie movie or something. Like there were so many of them. Like you actually had to like, like, like get, get around them and stuff. Huh. And they'd like run after you asking for change. Sure. That was uh, an interesting thing for sure. Um, trying all the burritos around the world. That was cool. Uh, you know, it's awesome. And an out burger in LA, uh, uh, Whataburger, Texas. Now, Hey, Which, do you have a favorite then? Like, cause we hear about In-N-Out Burger as well, cause we don't have one up here. We're we're coming out of Boston, so we don't get oh, okay. the In-N-Out. But anytime someone goes to Vegas or someone goes out to uh, to California, they'll always try In-N-Out and then come back and and regale everyone with their stories. So, do you would you consider that your favorite burger place in the states, or is there somewhere I, else you like better? I mean, I feel like it's a little bit overrated, um, yeah. but that might be because when I finally got to eat my food, it had been sitting in like a bag for like. 40 minutes because we were stuck in traffic oh, like okay. trying to get back to the venue and um and we we actually we played on hollywood boulevard that night and it was just like crazy yeah there was people everywhere and like we were like no we have to we have to wait till we get to the venue to eat this like, this, is, <laughs> this is special so i'm next time i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna make sure i eat it in the restaurant so it's fresh right right uh, i did prefer what i i preferred whataburger over it mm-hmm that was pretty crazy. I, I mean, we got that at like one in the morning as well. And uh, I, I got a milkshake and I got like a, a smaller or a medium or something, right? I wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about like, uh, I didn't, I'm in Texas, but I wasn't thinking that I was in Texas. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, it's the biggest thing ever. Yep. Right? I was just like holding this giant milkshake. Um, again, I was tired and I wasn't thinking. I drank the entire thing and I was totally sick the next day. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> It's like yeah. the gallon challenge in a cup oh. in milkshake yeah. form. It was like it's real. Like everything is bigger in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yep, that's where I'm from. So that's why I laugh when you tell that story because it is true. Every <laughs> single thing is. It's just the it's way like that. Like old place. Like it's so different from everywhere else. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Did you? So did you enjoy yourself down there when you were playing? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, um, we played in um El Paso, Texas, mm-hmm. and that that's where I tried Sonic, which is also really good. ah yes yes. Loden and I, the singer in, a, in my band, uh, we like walked up and we're like, well, how do we order? Like we didn't have a car because we're not going to pull the van up, right? Sure. So like we, we figured out that you can just press the button. You can be like a person ordering food from Sonic. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and um, I got like this uh, slushy with Jolly Ranchers in it. It was pretty good. Oh, there you go. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, But anyways, yeah, we played in El Paso, like right on the border of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, I've always known like that like – Spanish crowds are supposed to be wild. Like, me- like bands go to Mexico and like the kids go crazy there, right? Yep. So like we're playing right there, and like I- I'll never f- forget crowd because like we walked out and everyone in the room just yeah, like <laughs> hands in the air, super pumped to see us. Like we're like, oh okay, this is a thing. Like 
we we like every other room it's just like hmm, who's these guys right <laughs> but down in down in El Paso everybody was just stoked to see a band we had, and we even did um we did a promposal that night too oh. we, had, we had our buddy Marco come out on stage and uh ask his girlfriend to prom which was really cool oh there you go very nice <laughs> yeah, that was fun and like we we did so what fast which was oh really yeah, cool. yeah yeah that's awesome yeah were there any uh major Friends. bands that you were looking forward to seeing there I really wanted to see Stray Mm-hmm. Um, Stray was one of my favorite bands when I was in high school, especially like what Tom Will- Tom Williams does with his guitar effects. Like I, I was always a huge Rage fan. Mm-hmm. Also, just saw some Rage news like two minutes before we started this. Anyways, oh. um, wait, 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 wait before you go. No, tell us about that. What happened? Because I like, didn't two see minutes it. ago I was on I was on Facebook and like I guess Rage are putting up like posters all around saying something about their new website. Whoa, and it okay. looks like it might be it might be a new tour or something with a uh, Public Enemy. That's what like wow. people are speculating. Oh, and okay. I, I've never seen Rage. They've been a band I've always wanted to see. So same here. Uh, I've, yeah, I've only I, seen Audio Slave well, before. Knowing them, they're probably just gonna play like one show super far away. True, <laughs> <from> true. <Canada> and... <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry, we got way off track on a lot of stuff, but uh, but uh, do you want to tell us tell us about how Rarity formed? How Rarity formed? Um, you know, this is uh, a lot of people think we're this band that just kind of came out of nowhere and that's what it looks like online just because like we got signed and there was no there was nothing else but um we we have a pretty deep history uh the band started out as uh we were called safe and sound Mm -hmm. and like you can find actually find recordings of that on on youtube as well um but eventually it got to the point where it was like we started writing different music and we uh are you searching it up right now? No, <laughs> I'm just adding. We have like a list of notes that we're working off of. Oh, so okay. I'm adding it to the list. Of, yeah, I will look it up later. Yeah, cool. That, that's, the one song we released was called Homecoming. It was like our farewell song. Like oh. we, we essentially broke the band up to start a new band right. with, with the same members. And um, yeah, so we, you know, we started writing something different, a little bit more aggressive, what, which became what the face value alive in your, sorry, the, the rarity alive in your eyes EP is. Yeah, sure. And um, we changed our band name to Face Value. And, uh, you know, we were like, with this one, we were like, we're going to get a serious recording. We're going to go somewhere good. We're going to get an awesome music video. We're going to get great artwork. Like, we're going to put a lot of money into this. We're going to take it seriously because we're, we're coming out of high school and we really want to be in a band for a living. Like, the, we didn't think by any means that it, we were going to get signed. Like, we were just ready to, like, you know, push the local scene as hard as we could and start, like, you know, start making a name for ourselves. Sure. So um, we we put a bunch of money in and we we put first video for Anne Hathaway under yep. the name Face Value and um, like two days later we got contacted by Good Fight Entertainment and uh, from there they were like just slow down don't release anything else just hang on we're gonna try and figure something out for you guys and uh, you know then Rise got involved and like mm-hmm. it just kind of started going from there and about a year later we had we, we ended up having to change our name from Face Value because there was a '90s hardcore band called Face Value oh. so. We ended up ending on Rarity, and we came out about a year later, and uh, you know, then here we are now. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I know this is this is, this is kind of like a generic question, but there's more more of a thing Ian and I were talking about yeah. last night to it, which is: is there any? What's the the reasoning or the thought behind Rarity? Because so I have a story from today, Craig, too. Which oh, is along okay. the same line because I know where you're going. So, Adam, yeah. hold on for this one. You might have gotten this before, but go ahead, Craig, because I'll tell yeah. my story afterwards too. So, when Ian and I were talking about this last night, he's like, "Oh, have you looked on Spotify and look at Rarity and like look at their top tracks? Oh. Have you gotten this before?" 
all the time. Every oh, okay. single day. Yeah. Once a day, I get we get tweeted at about this. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I apologize. I was, <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. I think I think it's hilarious. It's just not, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming that has nothing to do with the name, but it's just kind of a funny coincidence, or maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, we were like, as I said, we were we were face value was done for like a like a good eight nine months, right mm -hmm. before rarity happened, and uh, we had to come up with a new band name during that time, and everything we kept pitching was just like. To metal, like that's what everybody. <laughs> we were gonna call ourselves like Deadlight at one point. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> and like at that, and they're thinking like, oh, Rarity's gonna be our pop punk band or something. I don't know. They probably thought we were gonna be more like that. And um, you know, obviously we wanted to go into something a little bit heavier. And uh, eventually our drummer was like, "What about Rarities?" And then Rise was like, "That's cool, but it won't really work because of vinyl." And that's like a common word that you know they use in the vinyl word world. world. So they're like, "What about Rarity?" And at that point, we were just like, this sounds really cool. We can't come up with anything else. Let's just go for it. And we can finally be a band because we've been waiting forever. And that was like the one thing we were waiting on to just like come up with a band name. So um, so we went for it. And uh, we didn't know about the whole pony thing <laughs> after we announced. Right. It was like, we, we, we you know, it's like the big day. We're, we're releasing Anne Hathaway and the EP and like are signing the Rise Records and all that. Right. And like. That day, all of a sudden, we're getting all these comments from people like asking us if we're bronies. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> these things about my little pony. I didn't even know what a brony was. Right. They <laughs> freaking out, right? And, and the worst part is that it turns out that the pony that's named Rarity is actually like the singing pony. Yes. So, so she has her own songs that are on Spotify. Yep. And for some reason, our band name, like, I don't know what Spotify does, but like our, our, our songs get mixed up all the time. Yeah, they so mix them. People always get annoyed when they're trying to listen to us yep. and My Little Pony songs come on. Yeah, if you put that random on, you're really screwed because they'll yeah, just yeah. start playing those. And I've never experienced it. I don't use Spotify, but I can imagine how annoying that would be. And it's yeah. kind of funny to me. It's like the biggest troll thing ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's absolutely funny. I, I swear, I was, just, I was just at the bar watching soccer, and I said, hey, guys, I have to go. I'm going to uh, to do an interview, and they asked who, and I said, "Oh, I'm going to talk to Rarity." And the girl, there was a girl there. She goes, "The the My Little Pony," <laughs> and that was the first thing she said. She was like, "The songs from Spotify." I was like, "No, no, 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 no." That was so. Yeah, it it literally just happened. It's so bad, people. Like, it's it's it's, it's like we played Riot Fest in September last mm -hmm. year. People being plush, my little like rarities at us. <laughs> like we have a collection of little rarity ponies, <laughs> and, and you know we embrace it. It's funny. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll probably make a T-shirt one day. Like it, it is what it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so you guys, uh, uh, still laughing. You guys released the EP. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> you guys released the EP alive in your eyes, uh, and then yeah. you guys just this year released I couldn't be weaker. So kind of. What's the writing process like, uh, uh, kind of as a band, and did it change between the the EP and the LP? Oh, it was a huge difference. Um, the EP, like, it was written to be face value, right? Yep. That would have been we recorded that in 2013, I think. Zach and Zach was our other guitarist. He was 16 when Anne Hathaway was written. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, and Zach and Evan wrote the majority of that song. Evan's our drummer. Um, they were they wrote the majority of that song in Evan's basement, and they kind of just jammed it out and happened. Like Evan has the old videos of him like recording Zach playing the riffs, and uh, 
you know, that was like, because of that, we were like, Oh, we need to change our band name. Like we're some, we're doing something different now. And, um, that whole EP kind of came together, like just us jamming and just like trying different things. Like though every song kind of has a different feel mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the, um, the, I, I couldn't be weaker was, a uh, was different because at this point, you know, we were a bit older. We knew, to, we knew how to use recording software. Like we had some recording experience. Um, and um, <laughs> you know, got some recording gear and uh, sat in Loden's basement or Evan's bedroom, wherever we were, and would just like program drums and track guitar on top of it. And sure. then like, and then Loden would do his vocal parts. Uh, that was the majority of how that happened. And, you know, we had all these really rough demos and uh, it was kind of like they were really rough. Like it, it was bad. <laughs> so we yeah. We, we needed something a little bit better to bring to Seth when we were, we recorded with Seth at always be genius studios, mm -hmm. um, Seth Henderson in Indiana. So we, you know, we wanted some better demos and some, like we wanted to do some more pre-production. So we actually went to Sam Guyana, the guy who recorded our EP in Toronto. And, uh, we kind of reworked the songs with him, you know, like got his take on them and like, kind of like, you know, took out all the weird stuff and like made it m more consistent and, easier to listen to i would i i, I guess sure. and uh then uh, at that point we were able to go into uh the studio in indiana with seth and we had derek descanio from state champs fly out yep. to come hang out with us for a week and uh he he set us up in a room with all our instruments and we pretty much just reworked the songs again just like we did with sam so another level of that and we spent the week doing that where and sam seth had like mic'd everything so we had these Newsions of the demo that were uh, new demos that were recorded just off the floor, and uh, and at, at that point it's like okay now let's actually record the songs and then at, then recording the songs then there's now Seth as a producer adding another level of you know expertise and like um, ideas and thoughts so the the songs went through a lot of different stages which uh, I I don't think you know we we were I wouldn't say that we had like co write like I I wouldn't say that they were like ghostwriting the songs for us it was sure. just like they really helped us like figure out the band we wanted to be mm. like with the first ep we were we were a pop punk band and you know as i said earlier we were all in the heavy music like we we wanted to be something more like in that realm but we didn't want to lose what like rarity had started working on and so all these guys really helped us figure out like what what rarity is and like what our sound is and they helped us figure out how to like make it work without sounding bad uh, is that makes sense and um yeah yeah it was just uh it was a it was a really cool process and i'm happy that we had so many ears on it and so many people involved to really turn it into what it is very nice yeah i and yeah. just to follow up on that i know we asked you know where the name rarity came from but i'm a big fan of the title uh i couldn't be weaker uh for your new album where'd you come up with that name um i think evan came up with that actually and it, it just kind of sums up what the record's about it's you know, it, the, it touches on depression, anxiety, like, mm -hmm. you know, trouble dealing with your the people around you. Like we, all, all of us, every single one of us has been affected by depression in one way or another. Loden deals with it on a daily basis. And, you know, uh, my, my mom has been affected by it her entire life. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like all of us, we, we all have friends and family who have to deal with it, you know, have to take medication in order to cope with it. And it's a, it's a really tough thing I'm, I'm happy that we're now living in a time where 
you know, people are more open about that. They understand that it's a real problem. It's not just like, you know, when my, when my mom was growing up, they didn't take it seriously. They thought, oh, she was just being a bad kid. You know, they didn't realize that there was actually an issue there. Sure. And, um, it, it's, it's sad because, like, man, I have, like, so many people I went to school with just have to deal with this. And it's, a, like, I think more than ever, it's people are depressed. And I, I it must have something. I think it has something to do with social media and phones constantly be connected to it, especially girls are, you know, having to like compare themselves to all these other like supermodels on Instagram and, you know, like having more likes than somebody else is really important nowadays. And though the record is just, I couldn't be weaker pretty much just sums that up. Yeah. Like if you listen to the songs, that's, Mm -hmm. that's just what we're talking about most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's what, what Loden's dealing with everybody around us is dealing with on a day to day basis. Yeah. And it, it truly does mean a lot to us. Yeah, no, it's it's a great album. I mean, I really like the song Effects Her because that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it really resonates, like, even from the title, right? Like, it's clearly, it, I mean, it's an anti-depression medication. Yeah. So, yeah, like, totally, I think it, it, you know, it's important that we touch on these issues for exactly like you said because it's it's things that are affecting, I, I think, a lot of kids out there. And they, they come to the music especially for that to, to cope with how they're feeling. For sure, all of us growing up, like, it was our, it was our outlet. Yeah. I mean, even if it came to like me being really upset about a girl that I'd broken up with, you know, like there were certain bands to this day, I look back on it and I'm like that, if that record wasn't there, I don't know how I would have been able to deal with everything that happened. Right. And, uh, you know, that, that's that I, I I'm glad it's cool to know, like people are actually starting to mess about this record and it's like, you know, it's actually making them feel things and it's actually helping them cope with these issues. And they, you know, I, they, they know that this is important to us too. So it's, it's great that we can talk to people about it. And I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I can, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of something that's helping other people in the same way that the music, music helped me. Like the music scene really did a lot for me when I was younger. Like going to shows was my favorite thing to do. I mean, there was like, there was a festival in St. Catharines called Scene Fest. And that was my favorite day of the year. I always said it just because that was all the local bands in Ontario playing all together. And it was just a cool day where they had like a, like they would open the market and it was just all merchandise and like, you know, I could be proud of like what bands I wrapped and it was just oh, it yeah. really, you know, it, it meant something to me. And it's, it's so sick that we're a part of that now. Right. Like Evan and I would sit in his basement, just like staring at like all the other local bands in our scene, like the ones who were doing Den of Divine and counterparts. And like, we would study these guys and we we're just like, like if they can do this, we can do this too. Like they're not that much older than us. And it's, it's so sick that it actually just worked out. And I, I mean, we're working our asses off every single day. It's not a day that goes by where we're not doing something that help benefit the band. And it, it just, it means so much to us. Well, exactly. And, and yeah, it didn't just work out. Like you just said, yeah, you guys, you guys have worked for it. You right. guys, yeah. and you guys earned it. You deserve it. I, I, I'm, and I'm glad people are seeing that now because when we first came out, I mean, even when we started, like we were getting a lot, like people were throwing a lot of shade at us. Like, <laughs> like oh, they just get like, if like, you know, I feel like Rise had that stigma where it was like they manufacture bands, right? But sure. it, they don't like that at all. They're the nicest dudes. They didn't tell us how to write our songs. Like, but people were like almost coming at us about that. And mm. it sucked because it's like, yo, we worked really hard. Like we our family and our friends knew that we deserve like that we earned it. And it was just sure. like, I, I, if it, it's so, 
it, it I say, I say it all the time, but it's just so sick that it like, you know, people are start like people appre appreciate it. And it's just, we, we put everything into this, right. like so much money. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I've lost so much money doing this. Sure. And it, that's not what matters though. Like I'm, I'm not bringing that up because I'm trying to say like, like, look at me. I'm like, this is everything. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's important. Yeah. And, uh, it's all we care about. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, not only did you just put out a new album, you just put out I Couldn't Be Weaker, but you're touring all over the place too. So yeah, people are going to know that you deserve to be in that scene, that you deserve to be around. And hopefully you're converting people every time you go out or any time they hear your new music. I hope so. I mean, we're always chatting with people like every single night. If uh, For anybody listening to us, if you ever catch us live, like, we will be hanging out at the merch table and we're down to talk about anything. If you have problems or if you, you want advice from us because you're starting a band, like we were those guys who were just like, how do you, you know, how do you take it from local and take it to the next level? Or even how, how do you even get on a show? Like there was that point where we were sitting there like, how do you, you know, it, we're, we're down to help and we're down to give you any type of advice you need. And uh, we'll, we'll always be down to chat. And I think that's a, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why we've been successful on the last tours we've been doing, you know, we're not just hanging out in the green rooms, like, you know, just not doing anything. We're actually socializing with people. And, you know, I think our live performance is resonating with people too. Like we're, we're putting our all into it. Right. Now let's focus. So, how about we focus on you for a second, uh, as well. Uh, so how did you get started with guitar? How did you get started knowing that this was the type of music you wanted to play? Um, I mean, when I was young, I, uh, my mom, it was probably, my mom was a huge part of it. Like she, she was a like a night. She, she she had seventeen years old, so she was pretty young, like in the late late eighties. Mm -hmm. And uh, she uh, she was like a grunge kid. Like she, her favorite band was Nirvana, and like you know, I like she like Sepultura and all those kind of all, all that all that stuff. So I was always surrounded by it, and uh, she I was just she would always play it in the car, and like to this day, like I remember like in grade eight, I think I heard Bush on the radio. And I knew all the words of the song, but uh, but I had no idea why I knew it. And I realized because my mom used to play that stuff all the time when I was younger. Mm. So eventually when I started getting older, I started finding bands for myself. Like I think the first band I really dove into was ACDC. Sure. And like, yeah, and so I, I, I just thought I loved Angus Young's guitar playing. That oh, was yeah. the best thing for me. Yep. And, um, you know, I would find every single video I could on YouTube. And, uh, you know, then like Metallica and Led Zeppelin and like, you know, it just kept spiraling to the point where I started got get it. like. I remember there was a point where my mom was like, "Adam, like, start finding the, there's there's good new music coming out. Like, it's not only <laughs> just old bands that are great, right? right?" And um, like I was that kid that was wearing like the old band shirts with the long greasy hair. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and he would like <laughs> just like and, and eventually like you know I got my first guitar and I think uh school the movie School of Rock was definitely influential to me. Mm. Um. Even Guitar Hero, like uh, yeah. the, I got the first Guitar Hero game, and I used to play it all the time. And that yep. didn't stop me from playing real guitar as well. Um, and I, it just made me want to do it even more and more because I was just like, "This is so cool!" Playing in front of like these huge crowds and yeah. stuff. Like I thought I was a rock star, <laughs> clicking these buttons. And, uh, you know, and then um, when I when I moved to uh, I used to live in St. Catharines. I moved to Hamilton in grade eight. That was where I met Evan, mm. and. Uh, I was trying to start a band at this, like I had never been in a real band and I wanted to actually start one. I'm in Hamilton. Like I, I don't know. Anybody. So I'm, I'm asking around my school and they're like, Oh, there's this kid Evan who plays drums in the, in the school band. And so I eventually found him and like, 
I guess he wasn't really a drummer. He didn't have a drum kit. He was just really good at rock band. So that <laughs> like he could play like Run to the Hills on Expert and like oh. nobody else at the school could do that. <laughs> he even had like the the crazy like ion drum kit, like the one with the symbols and everything. Oh before, yeah, yeah. Yep. Before that came out. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I've seen people <laughs> use them. <laughs> yeah. So um I you know, I, I used to like we we lived really close to each other. So we would walk home from school every single day and I uh Eventually, his parents bought him his first drum kit, and I, I, I lugged my guitar and amp over to his house, <laughs> which was jammed there all the time, playing like I, I, he didn't like ACDC, so I would force him to play ACDC, and like <laughs> you know, um, we would we would just jam whatever we wanted. Eventually, we got like super into Avenged Sevenfold, and mm-hmm. and um, even Bring Me the Horizon, sure. Dead and Divine, still one of the probably one of my biggest influences, and same with him. Uh, and like from there, just like kept going like the counterparts they are from the same city as us yeah and uh when i was younger like those were the they were the first band that i had seen that was like close to my age that was just absolutely killing it and like that was like there was nothing more inspiring to me than when when brendan would talk about like how important hamilton is and how how important the scene is and like what we are doing right here matters and he was like so positive and then it, it it just kept like you know, like you would, you would see the bands that they toured with and you'd find them. And then, you know, it just kept spiraling from there. Um, and that, that's definitely how I, you know, like I, Evan was probably one of the, the big reasons why I got better at my instrument. He really pushed me to practice and like play harder things. Cause he was just like, so addicted to it. He, so I, I had to keep up with them cause right. the songs were much harder. And so I just, it just kept going. And then like, the other guys, uh, Zach Loden and uh, Alex, they were in the band Safe and Sound before we were. They started Safe and Sound, and we knew of them because they would go to shows as well, so we would see them, but we didn't really talk to them. And eventually, they needed a drummer, so they asked Evan, and like then it just kind of, you know, it just came together that way. Sure, awesome. Yeah. Wow, that's. I mean, I think uh, one of the equally interesting parts of what you just talked about was that when your mother played songs for you, you didn't rebel against the music that she made you listen to you actually embraced it because i know for for at least for me uh my parents played a lot of country music and i completely <laughs> rebelled against all of that and went directly into the rock metal and just never left uh but yeah that's that's great that you stuck with it man i just loved it it just like <laughs> the feeling it gave you like i remember to this day when i heard seek and destroy on the radio <laughs> for the first time and i remember i was I was on my way to like do this like guitar thing. It wasn't like guitar lessons, but it was like a guitar workshop thing. I was like super young and my mom was driving me there and we were just like she full on like radio all the way blasted, like just rocking out to that song. And I just never felt anything so powerful, you know? <laughs> right. And it just, it's, it's addicting. And then when, then when I got older and people started screaming, it was like, well, you can just scream through an entire song. Like that's so sick. Like it, it makes it even more energizing. Yep. <laughs> And it was it's cool that like I could see these kind of bands all the time because they were just like around me and I, I didn't I didn't ever think about like oh these guys are just you, you know what like they were it was just cool that I could see shows nonstop like there's a there's a band from our city called Prophets mm-hmm. still like love those guys we're close friends with them and they were they they would play Hamilton all the time and I would make sure to go see them every single time because they were just like just oh, so 
good. Hamilton is just has so many good bands and has ha- always had so many good bands. Like I can just the list is just endless. Like I'm committing a sin, straight reads the line. Like there's just so much to dive into around Ontario. Yeah. I never even like like Loden out and Alex, they kind of got more into the you know the American side of bands, like like all the rise bands and all that all that kind of stuff. Like Evan and I were just so focused on like what was local because there was just so much to dive into. Like even structures, you know, like there was just so much right. good music coming out of here. And it was hard not to feel inspired and to want to do it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, is that who you're listening to right now as well? Like what you're currently listening to? Is it just do you go through a lot of your local bands or are there other bands now that you've spread out to as well that kind of influence you now? Uh, I've definitely spread out. I mean, I, I don't think I listen to as much music as I used to. Oh, okay. But there, you know, like there's this band called Crooks from the UK. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm really into them right now. Um, I always go back to my old stuff, but like I listen to a lot of rap music now as well. Oh. I, I, I actually got introduced to rap music in like grade eight. So it kind of, that became a thing at the same time as like, like hardcore music became a thing too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh. Like I, I started out on Biggie, my my like gangster friend that lives on my street got me into it, <laughs> sure. and, um, and it, it, it evolved. Like right now, I just yesterday I just downloaded this record called uh, Kinichiwa by Skepta. He's like this British rapper. Oh, never heard. He's, of he's he's pretty cool. He just got like this co-sign from Kanye and Drake. Um, he's got Pharrell on his record. Like it, it's really cool. It's like, oh. it's, called, uh, it's called Grime, right. and it's because it's like EDM influenced beats. Okay? Oh, okay. Or like imagine like a like a hard British guy like rapping. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it's sick. Check it out if you guys are into that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, uh, of course. To me, like I think when you think like genre wise, I think when you get into the rap side of it and the heavier side of the music, like there's a lot of commonalities there. Like sure. For me, I always like like I I'm not somebody who listens to lyrics, but I tend to listen to the music a lot more. And for me, what what drove me to the heavier side of the music was the bass, and that's what I also is appealing about the rap side oh, of sure. it too. Sure, well, definitely. Like yeah. uh, my, I have uh, my friends Alan and Dean. They are like total hip hop heads, but they love everything that came from the '90s, like all the really hard gangster shit. Oh yeah. yeah. But at the same time, they like love the most hardcore bands, like oh. Biohazard and King Nine, and um, like he's going to go see some, uh, Marauder this weekend, like oh wow, that kind of stuff. Like the I. I'm not too like totally into it. Like I kind of make fun of them sometimes. Like I I, <laughs> I I I I bug them. Like I say it's cheesy just to bother them. I don't really think that. But uh, is he still there? Yeah, oh, I yeah. think so. Yeah, it just keeps his quality keeps cutting in and out. Mine? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just hi, for a second there. Oh, okay. Um, but no, it's cool how like those worlds came together. And um, I'm not like totally into that stuff, but I definitely appreciate it. Uh, another band, another record I've been listening to a lot recently is the new Radiohead record. Oh, okay. Uh, a, a moon filled pool. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I I completely forgot. I heard the first single, but then I didn't hear anything else after it. Yeah, that song's sick. I really like the music video too. Now, um, do you do you like a band like uh, just based on what you were talking about, like a band like Body Count, like the Ice T with the metal? When that when that dropped, I was really into it. And it yeah, was yeah. funny because I showed my mom. And my mom's like, oh, you like this is a thing. Like this has always been a thing. Yeah. Like my mom knew a body count in the nineties. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, body count is sweet. <laughs> um no, it, it's cool to have friends like that too, because it really it it shows me a, a different side of music than I've I've been used to. Like I when I was younger, I was into a lot of the like the singing screamy stuff, like yeah. the the Devil Wears Prada and I yep. said earlier, Bring the Horizon. Um 
so it, it's cool to explore all the different sides. Um, and especially like, I think I have a, I, I listened to a lot of older music when I was younger and I'm glad that I have that foundation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I, I still appreciate those bands. I like Rage Against the Machine is one of my favorite bands ever. Absolutely. And my, my stepdad's friend actually introduced me to them. He's, he just gave me the DVD and he's like, it was like a live DVD. So he just said, watch it. Awesome. And I, it was just unbelievable. Cause like what Tom Morello does is just like, it, it got me excited about guitar again. Like, and the, the one thing that really drives you, you asked me about guitar earlier. Yep. The one thing that really drives me is like playing with pedals. Oh, like, yeah. if, you, if you ever see us live, like, all the time I'm coming up with these new effects and weird things that I throw into our set. That's not necessarily on the record. And like, I'm, I'm constantly just screwing with that stuff. Like I'll, I'll be on the ground, just like making the weirdest noises with my, <laughs> with my effects. And, uh, that's definitely one of the parts that keeps that, like makes me want to play guitar more and gets me excited about it. And just like having like a cool rig that just looks clean and, and nice. That's awesome. So now yeah. I, that's, I want to get into that a little bit, like the different your your rig and your pedals, because I become fascinated with pedals too. So I just bought myself a reverb pedal recently. Sweet. What'd you uh, get? I got the Caroline Meteor because okay. I wanted something that was like really kind of this ambient, kind of ethereal sound. I I listen to it like a lot of post rock now. I'm still in this post rock kick. Yeah, he really is. Uh, so like Explosion in the Sky, Caspian, If These Trees Could Talk, like all those bands. Gates actually does some stuff like that too. Uh, yeah. another pure noise band um so like all the stuff that they do with our pedals so what kind of pedals do you play with um so i uh recently i i, I used to have a line 6 dl4 okay it was a delay pedal like it was this big green one and yep. line, line six came out like a long time ago came out with a whole series of these different colored pedals that all had like one was focused on modulation one was reverb one was delay um but recently not too like a few years ago they came out with the the m9 series okay which was essentially um all those pedals built into one okay so this is my my newest pedal that i just added i got the m9 it's got like six presets on it and it has over 100 effects built into it because it's all those guys just in one and um I use that a lot now. It's like, kind of like what they did with the spider and the and pod, the pod thing. Yes. Yeah, now on a pedal. Because I bought my my amp. I use a spider three because yeah. I wanted oh. all the effects built in. Yeah, I used to use the PV Viper, like the same thing. It's just like you 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 can do everything with it. And, and I'm pod myself. I, I always was like I was like that. I was on that analog kick where I was just like I need to do all analog pedals. But I was sure. like, dude, this thing like this thing just sounds just as good, and I can. It's just so much more compact and like. The, the DL4 had three presets on it. This thing has six. Yep. So I can like, and if you want to get the bigger version, the M13, I think that has nine. So it's like you have, oh. you have so much to work with. And um, it, it, it allows for less pedal dancing and like, you know, you can explore more because you're not spending like $100 or $200 on each pedal. Mm-hmm. You, you're coming up with this giant board, right? That's just like too heavy and too, mu- too much of a hassle to carry around. Um. <laughs> That's probably like a, that's a huge thing on my board. Um, one of my first like one of the first pedals I ever got was a was a reverb pedal. It's a, the uh, Electro Harmonics Cathedral. Okay, that, that guy's beautiful. Um, one of my one of the one of the secret things like one of my one of the biggest things I do though is uh, and I got this from Tom Williams from uh, from Straight from the Path. Mm. Have you guys the song Mad Girl? Have you guys ever heard that? Oh yeah, yeah. Straight from the effect in there. Yes. Yeah. I figured out how to do that and uses the DD3 uh, line uh, the Boss DD3. Yep. And um, you 
know, I do that all the time because I thought I was sick and I could just make that noise and it was like the coolest, right? But eventually it became more of like a, I, I, I now use it, I, I pretty much do the opposite. He had it cranked really fast, so it would make that repetitive like duh, 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 noise. Mm. Now I turn it down all the way and it's more of just like a, a huge feedback builder. Mm. And awesome. both Zach and I play out of uh, Vox AC30s, which are not high gain amps at all. Yep. But we run distortion pedal. Like I run an, an OCD, um, what is it? The, the full tone OCD through it. Yep. So it gets really like raw and cranky, and like we stack them on top of these road cases, so they're real. They're in everybody's faces, and um, it, but it, it's still hard with it because you, you need a noise gate, or else you're not going to sound top, sound tight. So it's like really hard to build feedback. So I always use that DD3 pedal to bring any noise in at any section, and then sometimes I'll even like you know, mess with the actual knob itself. So like if you listen to uh, the first song on our record, on our, on our EP faded the, during the bridge part where he's like screaming, that's the, that's the DD three pedal just being moved around in weird ways. Mm. Or even, um, uh, on passenger, the same idea is used, but it's on the, on the, uh, the line, the line six, I'm nine. It's like, if you listen to the noise part of that song, you're going to hear all these like weird delay things that kind of like move around the mix and that 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 was just like continuous looped delay just like moved around mm. if that makes sense yeah, yeah yeah no that's awesome and yeah straight from the i love what straight from the path does like they yeah. make for what four guys just three three musicians they make a shit ton of noise mm-hmm. oh yeah and that that's so, like when i first found out about that band like i i just i i thought it's like okay only rage against the machine is allowed to do that that's just how it is right that's, i was like oh okay all like, and this is like I'm talking like Rising Sun, Make Your Own History before they became like, like straight sounds a lot like Rage now. But sure. I'm saying before, yeah. I was like, oh, like any band can do this now. Like any band can. You're, I, I think that was the point where I realized like, oh, you're allowed to take influence from your favorite bands and not be criticized for it. Yeah. You know. Yep. And that like as I said earlier, it made me excited about playing guitar again because I've just been building up my rig and I think I don't even know what I could do to it now. Now I'm just at the <laughs> point where I'm gonna like put new pickups in my guitar i might upgrade my wireless like there's not I, I feel like i'm so happy with everything i have um no yeah that's i i, I love that kind of stuff <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah so recently um the guitarist of uh, the, a thing i'm really looking forward to the uh the old guitarist of Dennis of mine hit me up and uh he he's uh working for this company called positive grid and um, it's like, have you guys ever heard of Axe Effects or like the Kemper stuff? Like the ant modelers? I don't think I, so. I feel like I looked this up a while ago. Is that the stuff that um, August Burns Red uses, like the big Kemper thing? Or maybe yeah. I'm thinking of something else. Basically, essentially what I get amps. So like you can play an amp through it and it like steals the tone, yep. basically. Yep. And they're like digital things. It's like, they're really expensive. But there's this program called Positive Grid, which is a lot like that. And um, it's just, uh, you, you know, he... I'm going to, I'm going to get it for my Mac and I'm super stoked on it. Cause I'm going to finally not have to like have a huge setup in my bedroom and I'm making a lot of noise through my house. Like I have a four year old sister at my house. I'm not trying to like blast her with my guitar. Right. And <laughs> it, you know, it gets boring just playing acoustic electric guitar at home. So now that I'm, I'm going to get this, this software and I'm really stoked cause I'm going to be able to finally like, you know, play with effects and pedals and like cool amps on my, on my Mac. Like, Man, you can even like decide what kind of tubes you want to put inside this these amps on this thing. It's all oh. all, all digital. It sounds really good. That's and awesome. Bassy uses it. Guitars with Deftones. Oh sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. That's great. So um, the other thing I had here. So you talked about um, Zach, or uh, excuse me, Evan, kind of pushing you to to be better 
uh, musically and, and, you know, you're trying to keep up with him uh, on the drums here. So what are you guys looking at, maybe you specifically on, on guitar, kind of to push yourself on that next album here? What, what do you do to kind of, you know, keep that, that momentum, the creativity and kind of push the boundaries? Um, definitely exploring. This is like more of a Zach question. Zach, uh, Zach, the other guitar star band, he's, he does a lot of the writing for the guitar stuff. I, okay. I, I more or less like put my ideas on top of what Evan and Zach come up with. Um, but Zach is always like pushing the boundaries when it comes to like crazy chord shapes and like, like there's this one song, there's uh, the song stranger and it literally has the hardest chord ever that he, he just made it up one day. He just like, he just, he makes up chords and he's like, this sounds good. I'm going to go with this. I mean, I'm going to just put this on the song. And then I come to it. I'm like, Oh great. Now I have to learn how to do this. Yeah. So Zach and Evan together definitely pushed me to get better at my instrument. And, um, you know, Evan's always on our asses about practicing and like becoming a tighter live band. Sure. He's like the conductor. Um, but going forward, the new record, when, whenever that happens, I mean, Evan has actually started coming up with ideas, but, uh, it will be, I think we're going to be thinking about songwriting as a whole more. We're going to be like thinking about like less about like, Oh, this part's so sick. Like, let's do that. We're going to be thinking more like, how can we make this song like a really good song? And like we're 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 thinking about song structure and like that's the kind of and that's that's what we learned from Derek and Seth and Sam. Like those guys really showed us how to how to how to look at the whole picture opposed to just like I I shred really hard in this part. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. So are you guys so you said Evan has some stuff kind of working on some stuff. Have has there been anything official that you guys have worked on as a band for that next thing, even though I couldn't be weaker, it just came out. Yeah. No, it's just that he's a geek with that stuff. Like he's never, he's always thinking about parts. Like he, he just like, he, he, he records ideas into his phone while he's at work. So he'll be like, okay. He'll be like whispering to his people will be around and be like, okay, um, here's a, here's idea for song three. And he's like, play like humming guitar riffs into his phone and like, or like, like singing drum parts and just, <laughs> Like he, he, he's that's what i mean like there's we haven't actually like sat down yet and been like okay what are we gonna do it's been more or less just like oh i have this like zach will come and i have this cool riff or like like we we have we have riffs here and there and evan has his ideas that's just yeah. more or less what we have right now that's but, um, awesome yeah i'm excited that we're already thinking about it and like i know that you know i couldn't be weaker we're really proud of it but i think this next one is going to be really good yeah. Well, everything you guys have put out has been phenomenal right. so far. And yeah, we really appreciate all the music that you put out. Again, the message that you're you're trying to get across is really important. I think it really helps Thank people. You. We're, we're just trying to do something different. You know? yeah, yeah, of course. And you definitely do. You you definitely push the boundaries. You guys aren't, you know, a post-hardcore band. You're not a pop punk band. You're kind of like in this gray area. You can't be put into a box, which is awesome. You're really pushing the boundaries of what this scene can be and what the kind of music can be. Yeah, it's it's cool. Like, and people started saying that to us, and I mean, we were like, okay, I guess we're a pop punk band. And then we went on tour with Capsize, and they're like, yo, like, your new songs are like post hardcore. I don't know what you guys are saying, like, and y you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, okay, like we, we could be a post hardcore band. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we could like, you know, we could try and sound like more like other bands we like. Like, let's just like explore everything. Let's try and like, you know, we'll throw a little bit of emo in there, like whatever we want. Yeah. It's you know, we got a little grungy at times. Like, let's let's do that stuff. And uh, that's why I'm really excited about this new record because I feel like I couldn't be weaker was a lot of us, you know, everything and like all these different sounds. Like, I think if you listen to the record, you can really like 
you can hear the the influence from different genres and you can pinpoint them. Yeah. But now I think we understand what what rarity is supposed to sound like, what what we are. And that's why I think this next record is going to be cool because it's going to be just much more consistent and like this is you know this is who we are. Sure. Absolutely. Well, Adam, thank you very much. Uh, could you do us a favor? Could you let people know uh, the best way to uh, find your guys' stuff, like Facebook and whatnot? Yeah, Facebook's awesome. Uh, we we are always posting on Instagram. It's uh, Rarity Canada, our Twitter, um, Rarity CA. Mm-hmm. Facebook is just Facebook official. We're coming out with a new website soon. Great. And we'll be launching some merch stores with that too, um, like well, different ones in Europe, America, and Canada. So everybody will be able to order merch. Um, yeah, there, there's more stuff coming, and we have we have more content to put out. We've got, you know, the, uh, we have a drum video coming out of Evan. We've got like and some new music videos, like stuff like that. We we're, we're always pumping out stuff, so pay attention and watch out. Awesome, right? Awesome. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Once again, Adam, thank you very much. This is great. Oh, thank you. This was really fun. I I, I want to do more interviews like this. This was awesome. Okay, that's great we'd for us to, here too. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to have you back on when you guys yeah. are working on new stuff or put up new stuff. If you enjoyed yourself, definitely, you're more than welcome to come back. Yeah. And we'll definitely when you guys are in the Boston area, we'll come out and, and check you guys out and and Boston's sick. By the way, we didn't talk. I wanted to talk about that. Boston oh, is really yeah. cool. Oh, we can talk about it. Yeah, There's yeah. No, sorry. Right we here. just. Okay, I'm down to keep talking. See, um, I was in my grandma's house right now. She just made me dinner. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um, Boston was really. We actually did a documentary in Boston. This. Uh, we had this like this this video team hit us up they're like hey we want to just film you guys like doing what you do on a normal day like a on a daily basis we're like okay why not so that'll be coming out soon as well oh very cool uh, it was weird boston has a like a lot of the stereotypes about boston are true yes <laughs> um, true. everybody is angry driving yep everybody has road rage um like us trying to park the van in this really tiny alleyway was the hardest thing but you'll see in the documentary and it's just like people honking at us screaming at us with the boston <laughs> accent <laughs> and um the uh the, the the kids there were really cool too there was actually some people who had seen us before and who who knew of us and it mm-hmm. seems like boston has like a pretty good thriving music scene yeah um i mean you guys have uh it's berkeley there right yeah yeah yep. yeah yeah so there's a there's a there's a young music fan base there which is sick um and you can you can really like it's just such a beautiful city. It feels like old, but like taken care of. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I had a lot of fun there. Sure. That's um, awesome. And you can lay into Boston and Boston drivers and whatever as much as you want. Neither Ian nor I are originally from yeah. Boston. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can yeah, say you, it. Yeah. You guys really have the accent, so. No, 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 no. exactly. I'm from no. New Jersey, so. Yeah. And I'm from Texas, so that's. Oh, okay. yeah. Our manager, Christian, is from uh, New Jersey, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Good scene in New Jersey, too. A lot of good bands. Actually, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff coming out of there. Yeah. Was it um, the early November from New Jersey? I might be wrong. Yeah, the early November. We were just talking about this. The early November, census fail. Yep. We were talking about Bayside recently, even though they're not from technically from New Jersey. Long New Island's York. close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Face <laughs> value was from New Jersey as well, actually, come to think of it. Oh, okay. The, the, the hardcore, hardcore band? band? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm pretty sense. sure they were from New Jersey as well. There's like a huge hardcore scene there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember, like, I remember going to some like local shows when I was younger, like early in high school, and then they started shutting down like all the places that had them because fights would break out and they'd have to call the cops. <laughs> and like, oh they just started shutting down like VFW halls where they would have these shows because mm-hmm. they're like, no, we don't want to have hardcore bands play there. Yeah, they they will they'll try to kill the scene, but it will never die. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're I think we're good. Craig, you got anything else? I think I'm all set. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, much appreciated. Great with you guys. And let's, hey, you let's too. definitely do this again. 
Absolutely. I'm more-